When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Rage Quit, the video game discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, it is truly time to take this show to the next level because... Thanks to some strong advice by none other than Darnell, a.k.a. The Playmaker. You know what? I think it's time that we go on a, on a Mount Rushmore streak. And by that mean, we're going to talk about the Mount Rushmore of certain subjects in video games. For instance, tonight, we're going to go to my childhood. So tonight, I will give to you, ladies and gentlemen, my Mount Rushmore of the Nintendo 64. In other words, my top four games for the Nintendo 64 console. Now folks, let me tell you straight off the bat that this was not an easy episode to actually think of. Like, what am I going to say? Because when you think of the N64, and you're going to think about the... First of all, it's, it's already difficult coming up with the, the number one video game of the N64. Okay, maybe it's not, but it's debatable because there are, there's at least ten that are basically strongly considered to be in that top position. But now coming up with four? <laughs> now that's pretty difficult, honestly. At least it was for me because the N64, man, all the memories, the experiences, the journeys, the challenges, the moments of glory, the moments of frustration, of confusion. What the hell do I have to do? I can't do it. God damn. The N64, really, man. Oh, it's really a, a huge part of my life, big time. I mean, uh, I I can't imagine, you know, nobody, you know, a lot of people that I don't know can't say, oh, the N64 meant nothing to me. Oh, the N64 means a lot, man. It, it means a lot to me. If there's any way, on the, if I could get a Nintendo Switch and the Nintendo Marketplace has every single N64 game available for purchase, Oh boy, I would do whatever it takes to buy a Nintendo Switch just as quickly as possible because god damn it, I want to relive those memories. You know, and god knows my younger brother, who by the way is serving with the United States Marines, I mean god knows, you know, how much, you know, much time, how much of his spare time he's going to want playing the Nintendo Switch, but in this case, well, we don't know what that is, but you know, I was thinking, you know, maybe as a gift this summer if I can get enough money, uh, I could get him a Nintendo Switch. Oh, by then he'll be at, he'll be at MOS school. He'll be there for six months before he returns to Camp Pendleton for permanent station duty. Uh, for those of you who sent out your, your your support to my younger brother, thank y'all very very much. It means a lot to him. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to the family. Thank y'all so very much, and God bless y'all. So here we go. Now I'm not gonna say them all four just like that. I'm gonna go one by one. Now look. Some of you are not going to agree with me on my Mount Rushmore Event 64 games. And I might not, not agree with you. But then again, let's not forget, it is difficult to everybody to agree on the top four Event 64 games. Because god damn it, there's so many of them. But I've got my top four, ladies and gentlemen. 
So here we go. Alright. My number one N64 video game. Well, that one was honestly a no-brainer for me. Well, actually, no. I take that back. I had to decide between this one and the second one. But I had to go with this one because this one was longer, more challenging, more adventurous, a great journey, a lot of side quests. I mean, that game just kept you busy and busy and busy and focused, man. You just don't want to stop playing. You literally feel like you want to go at least 7 to 10 days straight playing non-stop. Now, even though that's bad for the health, I did feel like that, but... Fortunately, I was smart enough to know, okay, look, I should take a break, I'll be safe, I'll turn it off, I'll go to sleep, and I'll get back at it tomorrow morning. Alright. So, to, number one to Mount, Mount Rushmore Event 64 games. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. You know, anybody that's known me, and we've spoken passionately about video games, they will tell you that I speak of that game... With, a, with great passion and great admiration for it. Because The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, in my honest opinion, arguably the greatest video game ever created. Some would say, well, Alex, at least it's one of them. Okay, if you think it's one of them, I respect your opinion. But in my honest opinion, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time is the greatest video game ever created by man. Now, folks, now keep in mind, I did not have a Nintendo 64. Oh, what the hell did I just say? <laughs> what the hell did I just say? No, I meant, what I meant to say was, I never had a PlayStation. I never had a Super Nintendo. I never had the original Nintendo. <laughs> Goddamn brain farts, no. <laughs> no, obviously I had the N64 because I wouldn't be doing this, that would I? But of course, here I say I did not have an N64. No, that was such a lame brain fart. No, I never had a Super Nintendo. I never had the PlayStation. I never had the Super. I never had the original Nintendo because you know that's way before my time. And never had the Dreamcast because, quite frankly, I never had an interest in it. But that was all before me. But so it's tough for me to pick some of those games as, as the greatest of all time. But rest assured, folks, I've played the Super Nintendo. I've played the Dream. Well, actually, you know what? I, I never recall ever playing a Dreamcast. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure I've watched I've watched you know some gameplay of it, but I've never played the Dreamcast. Uh, but I have played the PlayStation. I've played numerous great games on the PlayStation. But but yeah, The Legend of Zelda: The Ocarina of Time is is the goat of not only the N64, but I, I would say it's the goat of all gaming. I mean, I'm talking about every single game ever created. Because when I say that nowadays they don't make games like that game anymore, I mean I'm not exaggerating. They don't make games with that with that kind of length, you know, all those challenges, all the side quests. I mean, everything you do in, in Ocarina of Time, man, you, you just don't see it anymore. Huh. The fact that you start and you have, I mean, when I first saw Ocarina of Time, all the gadgets, all the toys, whatever you want to call it, the, the Hyrule sh the shield, the Master Sword, the Ocarina itself. Oh, the bow, and, the bow and arrow, the hook shot, none of that. And I repeat, none of that is with you when you start the game. Every single treasure in that game, you find it. A couple of them, you do have to buy it, okay? But for the most part, everything is found. And you embark on such a unique quest. And let's not forget part of that quest, you are frozen in time for seven years because you had to pick it up when you were old enough. My god, Ocarina of Time was a game that I loved and hated at times because it was frustrating, because it was so challenging, I could not get it. 
But eventually, ladies and gentlemen, I fulfilled the childhood destiny. I completed that game. And no joke, folks. I completed the game at the age of 9. And that was probably the proudest moment in my gaming career as a kid. Still one of the proudest moments in my gaming career today. Completing The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time felt so good because it was so tough. But god damn it, I love that game. Now, I have done a couple of episodes on some of the temples, but, you know, I kind of stopped I kind of stopped that. Uh, you know, talk about the Shadow Temple. I mean, I did do an episode originally, but I honestly decided not to publish it because I really had no, not much to say. Uh, I, I just felt like it was a waste of time, but... But yeah, I, I just obviously just did not go that route. But yeah, my my number one is, is Zelda Ocarina of Time. Now, now I remember there was actually a couple of editions. There was a golden edition, and then I, th I think one of them had a cartridge that was black as well. So, and, and I often wonder myself, what was the difference? So was there was the golden one, there was the black one, and then of course I had the one I had was just the regular one. But yeah, I, I never thought I, I I never really thought of it. I just said I, I just figured I guess they're all the same. But I saw it to myself to this day. What was the difference? I'm sure there's probably some features and some things like that. Maybe some other Easter eggs in the game. I don't know, but man, and, you know. And there's always this one piece of advice in Zelda that I always like to remind people of. Ladies and gentlemen, when you complete the Water Temple and Lake Hylia is once again filled with precious pure water, don't forget shoot for the morning light. <laughs> that's how it. That's how you unlock the fire arrow in Ocarina of Time. Now, of course, I, uh, before we go to number two, I want to go, because since my Ocarina of Time is the goat of gaming, I mean, you know, completing the first three uh, mini dungeons, the Deku Tree, uh, the Dongo's Cavern, Jabu Jabu's Belly to get the, you know, the, the Kokri's Emerald, the Goran Ruby, Zora Sapphire, and then, you know, you, of course, you, you open the Door of Time, and then Hyrule's attacked. You know, we all remember when you go back to the castle after getting those three emeralds, you know, Ganondorf is chasing Zelda and uh, her caretaker Ippa on that horse, and Zelda throws the ocarina in the water, so... Man. Oh, boy. So that's number one. So my number one N64 game on, on my Mount Rushmore is The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Number two. Well, as an adult, I always like to say, well, we have Call I had Call of Duty as an adult, but when I was a kid, oh, no, 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 no. But this one's very special for me because... Everybody knows I am a huge fan of the James Bond movies. So therefore, number two, since I also also love the games and I had an obsession with playing the games, my number two on my N64 Mount Rushmore, ladies and gentlemen, would be none other than 007 GoldenEye. That, ladies and gentlemen, that game is what officially hooked me on a permanent basis on the addiction and love and passion for first-person shooter games. Oh boy, oh boy. And the fact that I've seen the movie GoldenEye many times. Now, I didn't I did not see the movie before I played the game. So when I finally saw the movie, I did picture everything in my head to to see the differences in the movies and in the games. And there are many differences. I mean, for instance, there's a couple of missions in the in the game that obviously had no part in the movie, although they're they're mentioned, but they're not there like in Ocarina of Time, I guess a mission that was in the game that was not mentioned in the film would be the silo mission, obviously. And of course, the, there's the two the two bonus missions, the, the, which was the Aztec and the uh, and, and the Egyptian temple. 
And the, well, the Aztec was actually based off the Moonraker film, so that was pretty interesting. There was also a mission, I think, called, you know, the Caverns. That was never in the film as well. I'm sure there's probably a couple of them that I'm missing as well. Uh, as far as missions goes, uh, uh, I guess the second bunker mission that technically was not in the film, but that's when Severnaya gets destroyed, and that was also in the film, but, but I'm telling you, Goldeneye 60, in 64, you know, oh man, you know, and, and I, and I forgot to mention this about Ocarina of Time as well, because Ocarina of Time and Goldeneye have one huge important thing in common. No, it's not the length of the game. I mean, GoldenEye was pretty lengthy, but it's it was definitely not as long and as challenging as Ocarina of Time. But keep in mind, they're both... Well, they're both the same because they're both action and adventure, but GoldenEye is first-person shooter above anything. But the soundtrack... The soundtrack of both games are so amazingly... And I mean amazingly unique. They are both amazing. Oh boy, I mean the the soundtrack of, of Goldeneye, man, it was it was just so pure and the one for Arcana Time just the, the, both soundtracks you wanna listen to them while you're hiking, while you're jogging, while you're working out, or while you're just by yourself, do some sort of self meditation. Oh boy. I, I I just gotta tell you, those soundtracks just really absolutely incredible. But going back to Goldeneye, I mean just all, all the weapons in that game. I mean, some of those weapons you see throughout the James Bond films. Of course, there's the there's the golden PPK, but I guess they just decided to do that. But of course, there's the original. Um, how should I say, the original, authentic golden gun, which we saw in the Man with the Golden Gun, where Sir Christopher Lee portrayed the villain Francisco Scaramanga. And of course, we all remember the golden gun, the golden PPK. You know, one shot, the bad guy's dead. Uh, you know that's one of them, and of course, uh, there's the Moonraker laser. You, you see that in multi in multiplayer as well. The Golden Gun itself, you, you don't see that. That's in the one of the bonus missions, and I'll get to some of the bonus missions in a little, in a little bit, or at least you know how to unlock them because I hated that. But but yeah, but you know, multi multiplayer in Goldeneye 007 was just so absolutely unique. I mean, that's where you kind of see the the weapons from from scatter from the movies. I mean, of course, there's the uh, the golden gun with that has one that 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 shoots just one round and you got to reload. There's the the Moonraker laser which, you know, never requires to be reloaded. If I'm thinking from some from some other ones, you know, from a film, I I really can't think of them off the top of my head. Hmm. Well, there's actually the gold, the, the golden magnum. I guess that would be from Goldfinger, because you know we all remember in, in the 1964 uh, James Bond film, which was the, 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 the basically the franchise's first major blockbuster was Goldfinger. I mean, Goldfinger had a golden uh, magnum. No, go back to the James Bond film. I mean, from Russia with Love was amazing, but Go Goldfinger was the official major huge blockbuster out of the entire film series. So. So with all due, so even though a lot of people say From Russia with Love is, is like the best one, I think the best James Bond is honestly Goldfinger. But I do love both. I love From Russia with Love. It's one of the best movies ever, and they actually made a video game of, of From Russia with Love. Believe it or not, they did that. They did that in two thousand five. I actually had that game. So, but going back to Goldeneye 007, I mean the the missions were pretty cool. I mean my favorite mission, I always felt to be pretty tough, man. Huh. Man, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about that now as we speak. My favorite mission from 007 Goldeneye. 
Not the statue level, because I hated that level. Because I couldn't... <laughs> this one part, I could not figure it out. Oh, I, I got stuck on that level for so freaking long. Oh, until I finally figured it out, you're not... When you get back to the gates, you're not supposed to shoot anybody. I was like, God damn it. So that was what I was doing wrong. <sighs> you know, come to think of it, I think my favorite mission, if you ask me... Probably the jungle level. Either the jungle or... I would say the runway, but the runway was not... It was too, it was too quick. Man. Oh, well. So, yeah, we'll just, we'll, we'll just go with the, junk, with the jungle mission, so... You know, I remember in the jungle mission, you know, you, that's where you fight and, and eliminate, you know, the super hot female assassin that we saw in, gold, in, in the GoldenEye film. Xenia on a top. I mean, for all, all, all you James Bond uh, fans out there, we, we all remember a GoldenEye Xenia on a top. I, I always refer to it as, oh, that's right, the super hot female assassin that will kill you by squeezing you to death. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when, when Famke uh, Jansen, you know, portraying Xenia uh, on a top, I mean, you know, there was, there, there, nobody better than her could have, you know, I mean, she did such a fantastic job, and, you know, Famke Jansen, I, I, hope, I'm saying, I hope I'm saying it correctly, but, you know, Famke Jensen portraying Xenia Autop was one of the best one of the best performances in the entire James Bond franchise, so... So, uh, yeah, but... But, yeah, we'll go with the jungle level, and... Uh, having all those experiences in multiplayer... You know, in multiplayer, you know, what's, what's so unique is... You can play as any character from the entire James Bond series. You can play as Oddjob. You can play as Jaws. You can play as... The villains from Goldeneye, but well, yes, yeah, so I take that back. So maybe not from every single James Bond, but from for the most part, yeah, you can play as Baron Semedi, which we saw in uh, Live and Let Die. We, uh, obviously, Doctor No was not in it. At least I never saw him. So most of the Goldeneye characters uh, were in it. So yeah, multiplayer was fun, and I remember when he played as Odd Job, you would always start off with his hat. You can throw his hat because you know we all remember Odd Job throwing the hat. So. So a lot of memories with GoldenEye 007. Uh, I think it took me a year to beat it, honestly. But you know, com completing all on all, all the difficulties. God, I I could not do it. I I, I gave up. I I gave up. But you know, eventually I I got them done and unlocked the bonus missions. And man, the bonus missions were fun. The Aztec was pretty interesting, but that one was incredibly difficult. It, Incredibly difficult, even if you played on the lowest difficulty. But, well, man, you know, we talk about the soundtracks. I mean, the mi the missions or levels with the with the best with the best music. Uh, I would say the statue level had amazing music. The runway also had amazing music. Oh, uh, the uh, the second Severnaya mission. You know, I remember the Severnaya mission with with the red sky. That that one music was pretty cool. Oh man. The uh, the control mission also had pretty cool music, and the Aztec level had you know amazing music. So, so that's number two on the list, Goldeneye 007. Now, ladies and gentlemen, please allow me to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will discuss the number the the next two games on my Mount Rushmore Event 64 games. Please do not go anywhere. Rage quit, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And ladies and gentlemen, Rage Quit is back. I am giving you my Mount Rushmore Event 64 game, so I just gave you my first two. The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and 007 Goldeneye. Now this is where things get extremely difficult. Now the ones I'm going to name, or the two I'm going to name, I'm going to go through that. But the other ones that I could have named also, I'll definitely mention that. But th this is where things really got difficult. But you know what? These two games include an iconic video game character in the Nintendo world. I had to I had to include these two games, at least one of them. But number three, ladies and gentlemen, Super Mario 64. That is what got me the desire to be in gaming in the first place. When I was playing and watching Super Mario 64, seeing just how adventurous, oh my goodness, you know this all, all these things you do, the the play style, the movement of the character. Oh my goodness, you know, just running around, opening door after door, you know, jumping in a painting into different worlds, collecting all the stars, saving the princess. Oh my god. Super Mario 64, that, ladies and gentlemen, is what really got me to the adventure games. If it wasn't for Super Mario 64, I probably would not have stumbled into The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Weird as it may sound, but I really don't know how that fits. But I, I really believe without Super Mario 64, I never would have gotten into The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time because they're both adventure games. Like, you start off, you know, you, you have to save the day, but of course, Ocarina of Time is, is more challenging. But Super Mario 64 is damn near, is damn challenging, too. I mean, there's some, there's, there's, there, there's some courses in that level that are brutal, collecting those damn stars, so... But, but Super Mario 64, man, you know, you start off from nothing, you know, you, you, all the doors are locked. I mean, all, well, very few of them are, are not locked, but but seeing that, how, how you basically, you know, you start off like, like that, you know, you have to collect, you know, you have to start on the first door, you know, go to the first world, which was Bomb Bomb Battlefield, you know, collect all the stars, and man... You know, as a kid, I, I just could not understand. Like, you know, I would notice, like, because I had played the game before somewhere else, and in that game, everything was unlocked, so I noticed all the doors would... So then I was somewhere that when the doors don't open anymore, I could not understand. It was... It was brutal, man. Of course, as a kid, not reading the dialogues, not really understanding anything, it's... Oh, boy. It's honestly pretty... It's honestly pretty embarrassing, but... But you know, when I when I finally beat the game and uh, and unlocked everything uh, after that, that's where the embarrassing part was. But if I were to play Super Mario sixty four today, I would not move on to the other levels or courses. Like like because we come out in, in Super Mario sixty four, when you jump into these paintings, you jump you go into these worlds. So the first one, of course, is Bomb Bomb Battlefield, which has a super amazing soundtrack. I mean, Super Mario sixty four soundtrack is out there, but you think of Bomb Bomb Battlefield. But. You know, Bomb Bomb Battlefield, the music of that one, I mean, it's playing in my head. But, you know, but playing it as an adult at this age, like, if I were to play it, I would not stop, I would not get out of Bomb Bomb Battlefield until I collect all the stars. And I believe there was 
I'm, I forgot exactly how many stars. I know that in Super Mario 64, I believe there's a total of a 150 stars or something like that, or t was it 200 stars? I don't remember, but but you know, collect. But you know, b b bottom line is, you know, go back is I don't move on to the next uh, to the next area or next level until all stars are complete. So if if if, if Nintendo Switch, you know, if there's a Nintendo Marketplace, if if it's got you know a remastered Super Mario 64 for the Nintendo Switch, I'm getting it, and I'm gonna start that level. I'm gonna get through them all one by one. So, so now really, uh, you know, Adventure Saga, you know, it starts off easy. Super Mario 64 really starts out easy, but it, but it gets more and more and more difficult. You know, you, you f keep in mind you fight you fight Bowser three times. The first time you fight him is super easy. The second time is still easy, but it's more challenging. But the third time, oh boy, that is the most brutal. Oh, the the third time with Bowser, man. And keep in mind, the first two times you hit Bowser, you, you get Bowser. When you grab him by the tail, you spin him, then you throw him, and then you say, So long, eh, Bowser? At least that's what I think Mario says. So long, eh, Bowser? <laughs> God, that cracks me up, but... Man. Going through all that, man, you're, you're just like, you know... yeah. Like, like I would say, the first two times, like you would throw Bowser, he would hit one of those blue spike thingies. He would immediately be defeated, at least in the first one. I think the second, the second time you found Bowser, I think it took two. I think you had to do it twice in order to beat him. But I'm not sure. But the third time, I think it took at least four times in order to beat Bowser, and it got more difficult because every time you would, he would be hit. You know, the platform you want would break into pieces, so it would be more and more difficult in order to get Bowser. So, yeah, it's brutal. But like I said, you know, the game starts off easy, but then it gets even. It gets even more brutal, so... Yeah. But, you know, I'm trying to figure out my best, you know, to think about when you think of uh, Super Mario 64. Yeah, let's see if I can pull up a couple of notes. I mean, because Super Mario 64, all the memories are in my head, but I never paid attention too much to the facts. Hmm. I'll never forget, I, I believe in 2006, 2007, they actually came up with a, with a version on the Nintendo DS. Although, uh, I know that there was some, uh, yeah, it was called Super Mario DS. I'm it was actually an enhanced remake. It was, okay, it actually came out in 2004. Because, oh, because, you know, it was different because in the Super Mario 64 DS, Yoshi, Luigi, and Wario are additional, are additional playable characters. And, of course, the game has improved graphics. The courses are altered. There's, you know, new enemies. And the power stars are stronger. There's mini-games. There's multiplayer modes. So... I would say it's more than a simple remake. I mean, it, well, you know what? It, it is a remake. I mean, it, it's almost like a full remake, but... Okay, so... So now it's... Okay, so, so according to this, it was actually re-released in, in September of 2020 on the Nintendo Switch. Super Mario 64 was actually re-released. Okay, why did I not know that? Well... Of course, you know a good friend of mine. A good friend of mine, excuse me, Kyle, actually would have uh, told me probably if I, if I had asked him. I, I, he might have shared it on, shared it on his Facebook. I just didn't see. Oh well, it's no longer available. It was discontinued from the from the Nintendo eShop. Oh well, that's a shame. Ugh. 
Well, the, f the fact that... It, oh. Well, that's a shame. You know, at first I thought it was in, so I got excited, but now it's no longer there. Well, that's uh, that's a shame, so... But at least now there's a Nintendo eShop. I can buy more games, and you know who else what else is over there, but... It also came out with Super Mario Sunshine and Super Mario Galaxy. I mean, my brother loves all those games. I mean, I don't know about Super Mario Sunshine, but... My brother Adrian, the Marine, would certainly would have loved that one, too, so... But it's a shame that it was discontinued last March. Well, they're going to have to consider putting it back on. Hopefully they do. So. Wow. Over 9 million copies were sold. Wow. It was also the best-selling game in September in Europe, the Middle East, Africa, and Asia. Yeah. And I wonder why they discontinued it. God damn it. But Super Mario 64 is number three. I think now it's time that we get to number four. Now, this one was even more brutal because... Oh. The fact that I picked this one over Super Smash Brothers is, is really going to be appalling to some people. Some people are going to be shocked, but I picked Mario Kart 64 as my number four over Super Smash Brothers. Probably because at first I had no interest in Super Smash Brothers. I thought that it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. I was like, how the hell are people having so much fun in this game? But seeing that, after a friend of mine, you know, that good friend that I, that I've spoken to, you know, a, a friend who's a fellow huge gamer, when he convinced me to play it and taught me the ropes of this game, that that's where I truly learned, uh, you know, to appreciate Super Smash Brothers. But. But for me, for Mario Kart, I immediately fell in love with it. Mario Kart, I mean, even Mario Kart to this day has an impact. I mean, God knows how many, I mean, I don't even know how many games they, how many Mario Karts there are now. I mean, I, I just remember there, there was like, you know, on the GameCube, they started off with Mario Kart Double Dash, and I really gotta see, you know, I don't even know how, how many Mario Karts there are now. I mean, it's just one of the best racing games ever developed, you know, it's go-karting, and the power-up items, the, the, the turtle shells, the banana peels, the star power. Oh, man. Okay, so in 1992, there was Super Mario Kart on the, on the SNES. Of course, then in 1996, there was Mario Kart 64. And then uh, there was Mario Kart Double Dash on the Nintendo GameCube. Then Mario Kart DS, Mario, Mario Kart uh, Wii, Mario Kart 7, 8... Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and then, you know, in 2020, Mario Kart Live, Nintendo's on the Nintendo Switch, man. They really, they really, for 1992 to 2020, man. 28 years of Mario Kart. Man. Whew. But, you know, <laughs> you know, talk about soundtracks earlier. You know, Mario Kart 64 had a pretty cool soundtrack as well, but, you know, all these different courses, I mean, those, you know, Peach's Castle... You know, there was uh, Bowser's Castle as well, and, you know, I just remember, dude, the, 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 the cover art for, for Mario Kart on the, on the N64 is just absolutely incredible. I always thought that was pretty cool, so, of course, all the game modes, there's the Grand Prix, the Grand Prix, man, that was, that was so much fun, Unlo unlocking everything, so, man, Mario Kart 64 just, even to this day, you know, you know, I actually wonder if if it's on the the the, the Nintendo Switch. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Lord knows uh, how many uh, 
how many Mario Kart games on the Nintendo Switch eShop. So let me see. I'm actually pulling up right now. Let's see. Shop games. Of course, it's gonna ask me. Uh, see all games. Let's see. Search. See all the Mario Karts that they have available. Well, of course, there's Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Well, there's Mario Kart 64, but okay, well, that says Wii U. That's not for the Nintendo Switch. So, you can click on it right there. But yeah, I, d I doubt that it's going to be. Yeah, it says only for Wii U, so you can buy a digital copy. Huh. Well, that's a shame. Well, that's a shame, really, but at least, but, but you know, there's the other Mario Karts as well. There's Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Huh. Um, yeah, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the, on the Nintendo Switch. Well, yeah, let me, yeah, let me just pull up once for the Nintendo Switch. Yep, so yeah, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is the only one available on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I mean, I have not played, like, a Nintendo thing in, in such a long time, and... I'm trying to see like what's available on the Yep, so yeah, Super Mario Are you kidding me? No, it's it is still there. You... Wait, is it still there? Is it still here for purchase? Oh, no, it's not. Yeah, I just saw the Super Mario 3D All Stars. It says find a retailer, so no, it's it's not available online anymore. It was still showing up, so I, so I thought for a second, wait, so it is still there for purchase, but Well it says it's fifty nine ninety nine. Hmm. I wonder why it's still there if it's not available for, uh... Huh. There's one called now Super Mario 3D World, so... Now I'm really screwing around with this... Shit. Well, I guess you can still... You can still buy it at a store. Super Mario 3D All-Star, so you can still buy... Okay, so you can still buy a physical copy at a store. So, yeah, it's still, it's still possible to have it. But... It's just no longer on the... Uh, it's just no longer on the e, uh, on the eShop. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Because you know, ladies and gentlemen, on, on the PlayStation Four, I'd stop buying physical copies. It was all, uh, it was all digital purchases. So obviously, I'm gonna have to go old school. I mean, the old school games, old school purchases. It, it, it makes total sense. So, yeah. So it's a shame about Mario Kart 64. But now, go back. So I got distracted by this, but but Mario Kart 64, man, playing that with my dad, with friends. I mean, we would have tournaments. I mean. They even have arc. I could have sworn that those arcade games with Mario sixty four. So excuse me, with uh, Mario Kart sixty four. So man, I'm telling you, I mean, Mario himself, the character has just been such a revolutionary face for <laughs> for the video game industry. I mean, of course, um, God knows how many video games he's been featured in. And you know, what's an interesting fact about Mario is that you know the fact that he's a plumber. I think originally he was supposed to be a carpenter. They originally had him designed to be a carpenter, and I actually read somewhere that the hat, the, the idea for the hat came because the uh, the artist that drew Mario could not come up with a good uh, hairstyle, so they decided to add the hat. <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny? Speaking of Mario, I, I used to think that there were two Marios, because I remember Luigi with the green hat, so I used to think that there was another Mario with a green hat, so... Yeah, I didn't know that it was actually Mario's brother, Luigi, and of course there's their... I don't know if it's their cousin or whatever, Wario... Then they brought in another character on, on the other Mario Kart, so I think with a, with like a, with like a purple with a dark with a dark uh, blue hat or something like that. So 
Yeah, Mario Kart has just really developed, and man, it, it's just, it's, it's such an icon now. Of course, it was the successor of the, the original Super Mario Kart, those on the Super Nintendo, man. On the Super Nintendo and the Entertainment System, that's what NES is, and... Oh, boy. I'm talking, these Mario Kart games, the classic ones can never be beaten, but man. All the good times with Mario Kart, man. Oh boy! Of course, you know having the the green the green turtle shell was annoying as heck, but the red one was even more annoying. But there was not nobody feared the the purple the blue pur turtle shell more than anything. So man, oh good times with Mario Kart, I tell ya. All right, so that's what my so there's my Mount Rushmore, folks: The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, 007 Goldeneye, Super Mario 64. And Mario Kart 64. Now all the games that I really did not mention. Of course, obviously there's Super Smash Brothers, but I already explained why. But but don't get me wrong, folks. Super Smash Brothers on the N64 is I love that game. I mean, of course, at first I hated it because I was just too I was just too stubborn to just you know really understand. So uh, I was just too stubborn to get into it. But you know. You know, of course, I, I did already knew that there was a Nintendo eShop for the Switch. I mean, there's the PlayStation Online Network, and of course, there's the one for the Xbox as well, so. So, so you know, um, but yeah, Super Smash Bros. Was, was, was great, but, you know, but uh, the fact that at first I didn't have all the experiences with it, really, it's just, it's a, it's a, da it's a damn shame is what it is, honestly. But, you know, with Super Smash Bros., I, I I don't know why at first I I just couldn't be interested in it. I mean, maybe it's because I wasn't good at it. Maybe I'm not sure, but but we all know how Super Smash Brothers started on the N64 and and how it's uh, evolved into just being such a juggernaut on the video game. I mean, if I remember correctly, the first Super Smash Brothers came out in uh, 1999. Yeah, it was in 1999. It and and I remember when it it basically sold well over a million copies in in Japan and. We all remember the there's there's actually only eight characters in that one. Of course, they well you start off with eight characters, but there's four of them. There's actually several of them that you can unlock. I remember the I, if I remember correctly, the Super Smash Brothers eight characters that you start off with would be Mario, Donkey Kong, Link, Samus, Yoshi, Kirby, and Fox, and as well as Pikachu. And then the ones that you went unlocked, I believe, was Luigi, Captain Falcon, Jigglypuff, and then a dude named Ness. You know, I, I, I was like, really, I never, I mean, Ness, you know, we know, you know was developed uh, by uh, Shigesato Itoi, who's a Japanese video game designer. I mean, I don't know really too much about Ness, but, you know, but, you know, Super Smash Brothers really teaches you a lot. I mean, of course, you know, all, all the stages in the versus mode, and there's Princess Peach's Castle, there's uh, Planet, Z Planet Zebs as well, the Sector Z, which is from Fox. There's all the Mushroom Kingdoms as well. You know, from, it's basically a world of the Super Mario Brothers. I mean, it's it's really the world of Nintendo as well as the Super Mario Brothers. So, man. But Super Smash Brothers, you know, from 1999, the original video game, just absolutely incredible. I mean, the North cover, you know, the, the, the art for the game was incredible. and It actually came out, it was in January of 1999. That's when it came out in Japan. It didn't come out until April of 1999 uh, in the United States. So... And then in Europe, that was on until November, so. And of course, you know, it's basically, you know, 
all these di- different Nintendo franchises in Super or in uh, Super Smash Bros. You know, from Mario, The Legend of Zelda, Star Fox, Donkey Kong, Metroid, F Zero, Kirby, and then there's of course Pokemon. You know, one of them was Saffron City, and the other one was Hyrule Castle. I'm telling you, it's the world. The Super Smash Brothers is basically taking you through the entire world of Nintendo. So, the Super Smash Brothers was great, but I'm gonna be honest, Super Smash Brothers Melee. Now that really took the biscuit, but that's not the Nintendo 64, so we don't need, we don't need to talk about that. But man, all right. So that's one game that I left off. Now the one that I another one that I left off is obviously the Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask. Man, uh, uh, there's a. Uh, Another great game right there, but Majora's Mask, um, you know, when I played it, and you know, I'll never forget when my mom rented it for me, you know, as a reward, because, you know, she noticed I played the first one, she noticed that that one was brand new, well, I remember she actually called me on the phone, because, you know, she was going to go around the games, and she, and it was, she went to Blockbuster at first to get me just one game, but then apparently they had a deal, like, you, you can rent three games for, like, a certain amount of time, which, which she did. But, I'll be honest, uh, yeah, which I did, I mean, uh, uh, well, actually I think it was like you, you, rent one, you, you rent like two movies, you, you can get a game for free, because originally it was, was going to be a movie, because there was no new games I had interest in trying, but then she saw that, and then she got Majora's Mask, and then I played it, and got pretty far, but never, then had to re- return the game, and then finished it when I got it back, so... Majora's Mask was just so completely different. I mean, I mean, the fact that you're not even in Hyrule is already what gets to me. And, and of course, you know, the beginning when you when you when you meet the guy from the, from the Happy Mask Shop. I mean, the whole thing is just so mysterious. So, so one of them that I left out is, is the Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask. I mean, I remember it well. I played it and beat it, but I don't remember everything that happened in the game because because I, I was not devoted to it as much as I was with Ocarina of Time. Uh, another one, obviously, is Star Wars uh, Pod Racer. Man, for a Star Wars nerd, I mean, Star Wars Pod Racer. Now, if there's really a game, a racing game, that really took you through Star Wars world, man. You know, the, the pod racing sequence, you know, which we saw in the episode one, The Phantom Menace. The game's basically all the racers, you know, the, and, and then there's the race course. And, of course, you start off with the one in Tatooine, which is from The Phantom Menace. All the other courses, you know... All the other ones on Tatooine, but then there's the courses on several other planets in the galaxy. There's all the racers. There's Anakin, Sebulba, man, all of them. Oh boy. So yeah, so Pod Racer was another one. You know, was another game that I left off. That that really should have been. That was definitely in, into consideration. But oh, looking at uh, for Star Wars, Star Wars Rogue Squadron, man. You know, I didn't put any of the wrestling games, but, you know. You know, of course, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Oh, boy. Formula One World Grand Prix. Oh, man, I loved that game. Holy shit. NFL Blitz. Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, boy. You know, this is really going to shock. And this is going to piss off a lot of people, but... Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to lie to you. Because, of course, I'm not fake news, but I was never a fan of Mario Party. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of the Mario Party games. I was never a fan of Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Stadium, because, quite frankly, I was never a fan of Pokemon. But, you know, Mario, I thought Mario Tennis was a fun game. You know, Cruising USA, man. All these games that I really missed out. But the fact that I've disappointed, I'm sure I've disappointed so many play, people because, you know, say that I'm not a fan of the Mario Party games, man. 
I just never liked the Mario Party, but of course Donkey Kong 64, man, another adventurous game as well, and looking more than I, than I missed out on, man. Oh boy, Perfect Dark. Per Perfect Dark was actually pretty cool, but, but yeah, I mean, my Mount Rushmore is set, and I gotta stick with it, but, uh, yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Rage Quit is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank y'all very, very much for joining me this evening, and I'll see y'all next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.